City Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City Limits. Okay, City Limits, and here we are on Radiothon Week, my very favourite week of the year, as listeners <laughs> well know. Uh, look, I'm going to open it in the normal way, and I'm going to pour a cup of tea. That laugh was from Karina, who uh, didn't think I was being serious, I think, uh, somehow. I don't know why she thought that. Um, anyway, Karina, here's your uh, cup of tea. I'm Kevin Healy, by the way, just in case. Good morning, listeners. Oh, uh, so we're into, we're into the show now, we're really into it. Um, and um, of course, it is Radiothon Week and every program is um, is urging people to give money. It's just sort of, it's a week where all you get on 3CR is give us money. Uh, but um, it is important, of course. But I, what I want to say is that uh, I think, Karina, most you know, shows sort of kick off by saying, telling people why they should give to 3CR, but I figure... We don't need to, because I reckon if people are listening to 3CR, well, they know they have to give, because uh, we are a community station. But also, if they're listening to 3CR, they know that here they get the truth about the things that they don't get elsewhere. And if people do believe that wages and workers are causing the problem of our society, or that we have to transition from fossil fuels through fossil fuels, or that the housing crisis created by the market can be solved by the market, then they're not going to listen to 3CR anyway. So <laughs> here we are. We've got people listening, and all they need to know, all they do know is that we are... Community radio means what it says. We are community radio, and therefore we need the community to support us, and we are part of that community. You know, I was thinking the exact same thing on my ride in on the way uh, here this morning. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I was thinking... Surely City Limits listeners would know to pick up the phone and call because they know the way that uh, funding bodies work in this country and where the money gets funnelled and who gets the tax write-offs and it's certainly not people-powered radio. No, 41983771 <laughs> with the ubiquitous nine in front of it, 94198377. Yes, it was a lovely morning for a ride too, wasn't it? I mean, it was a little bit nippy in the air but the sun was out and coming to Edinburgh Gardens in my route, it was just quite beautiful this morning, yeah. The city greenery. Yeah, so uh, that was good. That was really good. So we do hope people um, do call. We've had a few people already donate to this show. Um, Haneke has donated, um, and I can't see the Oh, yes, $25 from Ocean Grove. Look, thanks so much down at Ocean Grove. We're getting uh, listeners down there. Great part of the world, I must admit. Mm. Uh, very close to those beautiful surf beaches, just a bit beyond it. Um Pierre Giorgio Morrow, who's a former, of course, um, chair, I think, of 3CR. He's certainly been on the committee of number. He was on the committee of number of years, and he's given us $100, Piero and Pierre, and it's a great donation. He, of course, has been involved also for years with the Asia-Pacific Currents program on Saturday. Mm. Um, Jill Koppel of Abbotsford has given us $30. Jill, look, thanks so very, very much. Peter Boner from Yarraville with $20. 
$10 from Joseph Malignaggi, 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 Malignaggi. Malignaggi from um, Garden Vale, and Barbara Hall from Oakley has given us $100, and that's, that reminded me that she rang me yesterday to get some information off Zeb. Um, we point out, of course, that Zeb had her last week here, last wall for the time being. We're hoping she gets back, but she's... She's, she's become very selfish, as you understand, Karina, um, and she's actually decided to put a roof over her head and food ahead of coming in here Wednesday morning. She's got a job. It's um, bloody rude. Oh, very rude. Very, very, very self-centred. But anyway, um, she does hope, though, in a few weeks to be able to sort herself out and, and convince her employer she should have be able to come in on Wednesday morning and, uh, and just keep doing this program. So let's hope that she gets back. And she, she's actually going to give us a message. We've got a message from Zeb. We could do it now while we're talking about her, I suppose, because she's actually given us um, um, $51.63. I'm not sure how that worked out, but anyway, <laughs> the donation says $51.63 um, from Zeb. So, um, now that she's making the money, she can add the extra $163 on the Android. <laughs> that's, that's obviously right. Uh, we've got a message from her. Do we want to play it now? Can we? Yeah, I'll play it now. Also, I'll just let listeners know if you're a non-analogue man, uh, woman or non-binary person, uh, you're welcome to shoot us a text as well on 0488-809-855 um, with a pledge, without a pledge, with a message, and we're happy to read it. Uh, here is a little hello from Zeb. Hello, everyone. Sorry I can't be live in the studio today. I have abandoned you all for a full-time job. Uh, anyway, blah 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 blah, let's talk about money. It's that time of year where we bug you all for donations. And you're listening, so you know the drill. And you know the why already. 3CR is a really, really special part of activism in Melbourne. I think um, Colin McNaughton said it better than I ever could when we interviewed him a couple of weeks back. What other ways are there to exist in the world that aren't just about gobbling up the planet and each other? And this is where the storytelling and culture comes in. So if you're not going to have more, then you have to be more. And this is where culture comes in, which is about mm. music and storytelling and actually these sort of processes. Now, it seems very simple. And, of course, we've commodified these things and we've got, oh, there's stars of them and you've got to be a, a great... Everyone can tell stories. Everyone can play instruments and sing songs. If you practice, you get better. <laughs> Everyone can. And if you're in a culture where this is sort of, you know, people start croaking and it's like, it's great. Just keep croaking. And then soon enough, you'll be sounding like frogs at the, at the side of the river. It's great. Storytelling and music. That's what 3CR is. We need 3CR. And the only way we keep it going, keep it radical, keep it independent, keep on croaking, is to give what we can and keep listening. So I'll be doing less of the croaking and more of the listening for a little while, but I hope that I can still join in in whatever way I can. I'll obviously be donating myself. And yeah, thanks Kevin and Karina for being awesome City Limits hosts. I love you guts and see you soon. 
The state government has sold 578 hectares of public land to private developers. They're building private public partnership model housing over public housing land and it's just not on. Housing is just massively expensive. It's never been effective in this country to rely on the market to provide decent housing for people. Rent has risen by 21%. That's median rent across the country as of January this year. As the rents keep rising, so must we. And we must stand together as a collective because this war cannot be won by the few. It will only be victorious by the many. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donation really matters. Radio, and uh, by the way, in that, in, when, when Colin was speaking just a minute ago, those mms were me. It was brilliant radio, by the way, by me. I thought that mm bit, mm. Um, there were a couple of mms. Um, but an interesting segue there, which Barbara Hall, if she's listening, would would, would comprehend, because I mentioned that Zeb, I said, she rang me to get something off Zeb, and what, what she needed off Zeb, in fact, was Colin's contact number. So uh, there you <laughs> are, there was a real connection there. Um, <clears throat> well, I just realised, by the way, why the odd cents are floating around, because Murray Peak of Preston is also $77.44 is down here, how you get four cents I'm not sure, or three cents in Zeb's case and Paul Rayner from Brunswick, $20.65 and Paul, thanks so much but that's listed as a crowd raiser fundraiser, so obviously the fundraising gets the odd cents floating around that's where we, I presume we get the odd cents over and above. Thank you so much to all our listeners, we appreciate all the cents uh, we can get um, especially in our old age, Kevin. Especially in my old age, Karina. You're, <laughs> you're, you're very, very young compared to me, let me tell you. Um, but uh, the uh, we did a couple of weeks ago, this is now um, about uh, another function we really need to push very hard, next Saturday morning. Um, a few weeks ago, you and I, Karina, uh, interviewed Christian um, about the um, accessibility issue on public transport, on buses and trams in particular, and the possibility of trains coming off the upfield line while they hopefully don't, but may do the level crossing removals, which are totally unnecessary. The rally he talked about is next Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, and so we do urge people to get there. The people are meeting at the corner of Wilson Avenue and Sydney Road, but that's pretty close to the town hall. It's actually the end of my street, as it turns out, on Sydney Road. Um, (coughs) But... um, it's opposite Barclay Square where people are going to meet and are going to congregate at the town hall. Uh, and I've noticed, I think I've noticed on the station that trains aren't running this weekend, so we might even be able to do a function with them, try and get on a bus or something, and uh, or maybe get the bus to tow a wheelchair or do something. But it's all about accessible tra- um, tram stops and accessible um, public transport for all. And it's not, even though it's about this particular issue of maybe trains coming off the upfield line for a number of months, we do need it everywhere. I mean, the government promised by the end of last year they'd have it. They promised over many years, kept saying it'll be in 15 years, but we need it now. We need, and indeed, all that, the, the millions they're going to spend, billions ultimately, on the level crossing removals, which only help motor cars. So we got a thing in the mail telling, in the letterbox telling us how we're going to have a much better, be better for commuters once it's done. Well, I'll still have a 20 minute train service, so it won't be better. 
but it will be better if people can get access to trams and buses and all public transport, and that's where the money should be going. But So we do urge people come along, apart from giving money to 3CR, next Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, at, um, opposite Barclays Square and then Runswick Town Hall at that time for a, uh, a rally around that issue of accessible public transport. So that's Wilson Avenue. And as mm. Christian quite aptly pointed out in that interview with him a couple of weeks ago, well, maybe a month and a little bit ago now, mm. um, he did mention that it's not just a matter of disability justice, but it's, it's, it's accessibility um, for actually everybody. Yep, that's right. And also he pointed out that people like him get free public transport, but he said it's no use if it's free if you can't get on it. Um, and I think that's a pretty valid point, if you don't mind my saying so. No, that's absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, we've just copped a- another donation mm. from Pilar Aguilera. Thank you very much, Pilar, uh, from North Coburg. Uh, with a $50 donation, which is excellent. I'm not sure if we've told listeners this yet, uh, but our target this year uh, is 2,450. Um, and as I said to Kevin as we came in, uh, the targets rise year by year as shows... Right. I'm pouring some more tea, so go on, yes. Thank you. Do <laughs> you want some more? Uh, yes, please. Yes. And is directly proportional to also the longevity of the show. Um, and I think, Kevin, just to make it fair, um, it should also be directly proportional to how long you versus I have been on the show. So um, That's right. I, I think inverse proportion is a good idea when it comes to this sort of thing, don't you? That's my $50 down. So... <laughs> Uh, and we have 1,965 to go. Thank you so much oh, to good. all of our generous supporters already. Oh well, that's 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 a good. It's a great start. Well, and we're doing um, pretty well. Yeah, we are. We are relatively, and uh, but we do need a lot more. And it's for 3CR, not just for this program, of course. But but we do urge every year. We mention on this program every year that people, whatever program you listen to and give money to, always write say city limits. Um, it's important to say city <laughs> limits every program. <laughs> this is when we all come the blows this time of year all the time. But of course, there are many people who give money to across you know numerous programs and some really generous people who give to five or six or more programs that they like and, uh, and they're, they're quite wonderful people. Um, I'm going to say something a little nasty, I think, but it's also appropriate. Um, in the in the King's Birthday Honours list this week, I'm sure you studied it pretty pretty closely, Karina. But the the top honour in the top honour, whether the in Vic, the one Victorian who got the absolute top honour, which is called uh, AAC, it says here, uh, Order of whatever, <laughs> was Jenny Macklin, the Honourable Jennifer Louise Macklin who was a long-time member of Parliament, member for Jika Jika, uh, service to the people and Parliament of Australia, to social welfare, particularly the introduction of paid parental leave and the National Disability Insurance Scheme and to the Indigenous community. Now, my recollections are that on the day of the famous um, misogynist speech in Parliament, and people now point out that was the day that the Gillard government took away the um, single mother's benefit and put the single mothers on the dole. Jenny Macklin, in fact, was the minister responsible for that. 
and she turned up chairing a committee recently that recommended it be reinstated, so she actually asked him to reinstate something she took away in the first place. But to give her honours for um, paid parental leave when, in fact, she put single mothers on the dole struggling for years, and to the Indigenous community, and in fact, the Labor Labor opposition was totally opposed to the um, Howard government's intervention in the Northern Territory, uh, until they became in government, and as minister, she then became its biggest supporter. Um, so I'm not sure what her contribution to Indigenous uh, community was either, but I just thought I'd mention that. I know it sounds pretty nasty of me, but I think it's worth mentioning because she got honours for things in which I think she did the exact opposite. Seems to me like a classic case of job creation. <laughs> right? Take something away, you put it back. You look, <laughs> you look true, mighty yes. busy while you're doing yeah, it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that's a tale as old as time with uh, with uh, labour. I don't. I know you're an an old time labour person, but uh, maybe it's not as old as time. No, it's not. It, uh, maybe well, my time. Well, I, I, think it, I think it stopped. I mean, I, when I was in, I got out of the Labor Party in 1985 when I got off Fitzroy Council because I was an endorsed councillor, so I stayed till I got off council. But um, by that time, it, had, you know, it, it, you realised, uh, particularly after three or four years of the Hawke government, that it was a totally lost cause in terms of seeing the Labor Party really doing much to transform society. There's mm. no question of that. While we're on the topic of years, just quickly, Kevin, out of curiosity... How long has City Limits been on the air for? I'm not sure. Um, it, it's well over 20, but I'm not sure. And um, how long have uh, you been on City Limits for? Well, since it started. Um, and uh, and um, the, in August this year, the week that was that I do, mm. well, I do well twice a week, but there's mainly a repeat of one or the other. <laughs> um, but uh, on the Saturday morning version, which was started, back the Saturday morning version was the first Keating budget in which I sent it up mercilessly uh, and that was August 83 so it, it this this August the city limits its 40 anniversary 40 years of the same running joke every Saturday which no one listens to no you've got a couple I reckon two you've got a bit of two, material two Right. You okay. have funny names for people. Well, okay, radio. But anyway, that's <laughs> but that's that's forty years this year. Uh, city um, week it was. City limits started later with the People's Committee for Melbourne, and it, it's probably twenty five going on thirty. I think. Mm, right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I can't remember exactly when it started. Ray from Kensington, who's a, <clears throat> a wonderful supporter of Three CR, and uh, I think he's been banned on most other radio stations as a talkback. Ray from Kensington, the talkback programs. Um, but a lovely bloke, Ray, and a good mate and he's given us $50 and he said it's amazing to have you riding on your, every week on your bike well um, yes alright okay well, I think the yeah. same thing <laughs> except when it's pouring down with rain and we accidentally bump into each other at the tram stop that's right the tram stop <laughs> because it's pissing rain that's right um, okay that's $50 look Ray thanks so much indeed it's it's great to have these people and uh, the same people who uh, who are great listeners and supporters of 3CR and um, uh, I also thought it worth mentioning uh, <clears throat> there's the, as employers carry on, um, interesting story yesterday in the Financial Review. Uh, 
it says, a cocktail of rising wages and woeful labour productivity is poised to jack up unemployment and cause businesses to replace workers with cheaper machines, economists warn. If pay increases continue to surge ahead of worker productivity, the labour market could adjust abruptly through job shedding. And it goes on. But it, you know, what they're really saying surely is, unless workers are prepared to take absolute slave wages then they'll replace them with machines. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's an astonishing threat, in fact, to, to workers. And, I mean, productivity, well, that's just, uh, that's just their excuse for trying to get more out of workers for, for, for much, much less. And, uh, but it's an astonishing admission. I think it's an admission, but they, they see it as, you know, how they have to operate, obviously, for capitalism to keep making money, pay workers less and less, and, uh, and then bring in a machine and sack them all and then, then call them doll bludgers and complain that they're, not, they're too lazy to get a job or something once you've unemp- made them unemployed. That's right. And I think I told you a couple of weeks ago as well and that, and that um, Colm McNaughton grab that, that Zeb included in her hello reminded me of this. Uh, I was walking on Smith Street past the Coles on my way to lunch after a City Limits uh, broadcast and... They had all of the registers completely shut off by a board. Yeah. And I was thinking of the the commodification of language and how words don't really mean words anymore. And it was something to do with um, watch this space for the checkout revolution or something like that. And they, they were just replacing all of the <laughs> or updating, yep. maybe updating the self-service uh, registers with cameras or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they have. I, I popped in to get some yoghurt there on the way home the other day and uh, found that there wasn't one place open where you could get served by a human being. Uh, and I refused. I just uh, went up to Blug and said, it served me. And he went to the machine and did it for me. Because uh, I, I say, look... I'm not going to take your job. I'm not going to do something that people get paid to do. Mm. Uh, but that place, that coals down there in Smith Street now, yeah, it, it's made it that people have to serve themselves. That's right. Uh, and I thought revolution was a very interesting word to be using for the advertising of that as well. But Yes, yeah, that's true. We need a revolution, right, but not their sort. Mm-hmm. I thought it was coming in 1968, but I was out by a bit. Um but anyway, that's uh, that's that. Uh, soon, Kevin. Soon. Yeah. Look, just on that same theory, though. There's also on that same theme. Um, there's also a, a story this week that uh, that more and more people. There's been a massive increase in the number of people taking second and third jobs. And in fact, last night on Telly News, there was a bloke who had four jobs, and he said he needs four to make make ends meet. Um, you know, so again, you're with the situation like years and years ago. We used to have a thing. You probably don't, probably too young to remember the basic wage it was called, which was set up by Justice Higgins going way way back. But it was supposed to be for a man, his wife, and two kids, so they could live at least frugally but survive. Um, and it was assumed, of course, at that time the man was the breadwinner in the family. But, but uh, at least they had a thing called a basic wage. But now the the you know the hearings are all about just an increase for the poorest, the lowest of low paid, um, and the basic wage has gone out the window. So in fact, you're now getting people. You know, we know increasingly people working who can't survive on their wages. They simply, even though they're working, let alone those on the on the dole who you know impossible. 
Uh, and that's where society's got to. Isn't that's it wonderful? where it's got to. And that's why we need to take those people who've got no money to give us that money they haven't got <laughs> and keep 3CR going so we can keep, people, keep at least making people aware of such things and just on such things as well. Those people who remember uh, Paul Howes, who was the secretary, he followed uh, Bill Shorten as federal secretary of the Australian Workers' Union, um, and in fact, while he was in dispute with Qantas, he was in a relationship with the, which it, um, not by the by in a sense, with the industrial relations person and still is married to, Olivia Worth from Qantas. But he's now been made, he then went to KPMG, one of the big four consulting companies, uh, which pay people millions, and he's just been appointed their uh, big, their, their consulting arm. He's, he's now head of their consulting arm at uh, KPMG, so isn't it good to see a, a union bloke still fighting for the workers out there in the, in the, in the struggle? That's right. Um, just thought I would remind listeners of our number. Was it nine four one nine eight three double seven? Yes, nine four one nine eight three double seven. I think I, when I first used to come into Radiothon, I always thought meant we'd raised nine nine million four hundred, but I realised it was the phone number, <laughs> uh, and we needed to raise a bit more. Just a little, <laughs> um, just a little tidbit here as well. One hour of radio. That's one city limits episode. Costs one hundred dollars to make. Uh, and a big thanks to Eric and Nigel, cool cats from St Kilda. Uh, Kevin and Karina doing a great job. Go team. Uh, they've added $50 to our city limits tally. Thank you wow, so much. Thank you very, very much indeed. Look, let's, uh, let's take a break and we'll get John McPherson, one of our regulars on the line, just to tell us how good we are. That's right. And in this, uh, in this Radiothon announcement as well, you'll actually hear from... Uh, that Christian historian that we were just talking oh, about as well. Right. Um, just to quickly remind listeners, the rally's on the 17th, so this Next Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday, Next 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Opposite Barclay Square. Wonderful. Disabled people are worth every bloody penny. I'm okay with spending money on the supports that we need. There's more than 400,000 people who should be on the DSP. But are on Job Seeker instead. I've got a life to live. I've got commitment. Like everybody else in society. The only way to provide meaningful support is stronger grassroots movements. These institutions are never going to be our saviour. If everyone was the same, it would be a born old world we live in. We need to do a lot of work in this country around shifting community attitudes towards people that don't fit the white, able, straight, cisgendered person. 3CR Radiothon 2023. Stay tuned. Stay radical. To donate, call 039 419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Okay, on the line, John McPherson, our regular commentator on transport issues. And uh, John, let's be Let's be blatant about this. So this call is simply about you telling us how absolutely wonderful we are, and then at the end of it all, us extracting money from your spectacular <laughs> wealth. But um, but funny, well, uh, funny in all regards. <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, uh, anything on transport that's uh, cropped up that we could talk about, or you want to talk uh, about? I, I don't know. I was I, while I was waiting, I was just thinking about that. 
ridiculous northeast link that the, the, the government's building out there between to finish off the ring road. You know, that's it's another big project that's going to go way over budget, and uh, it, it's it's uh, you know, it's what what it's what we do these days. We build these huge projects, and they go way over budget, and nobody nobody really cares. And it doesn't matter how much um, park lanes chewed up, and it doesn't matter if you end up with 25 lanes of road. You know, it's it's all good. And when it joins East Link, it um, it's something like I don't know how many, but it's about 180 lane, lanes or something. Yeah, there, John, that's right, a hell of a about lot. that. About that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be astonishing, Kevin. Astonishing in every every appalling way. Which, which in <laughs> fact, then take away any possibility ever of a rail link up mm-hmm. along that along that corridor. Yes. It'll it'll be the final, the final coup coup de grace for the line to uh, Doncaster. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and irony being that in fact originally it was set aside to be a railway line in the first place. Yeah, that was an irony way back in the days of Dick Dick Hamer, the um, yes, the board the, of works. Yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Vic Roads will have finally got got their way. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty 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 astonishing, isn't it? Um, we had a I don't think we should talk about the bus accident because it's just um, too horrible. But uh, yeah, and you know, it, well, yeah, we no, we won't because there's there's legal things going on there as well. Well, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's interesting. I, I, I in future when I'm on a bus in those seatbelts, I am definitely going to wear my seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sometimes get the bus around the coast um, and yeah. down the surf coast, and it, sure, um, yeah. I certainly put the seatbelt on in the bus. I must admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe. But tell us, John, how wonderful three CR is, by the way. Well, you, you are. I mean, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a, a monument in Melbourne. <laughs> just that no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> a monument that you know, it's one of the one of the one of the um, things that makes Melbourne great. <laughs> particularly, particularly Melbourne for the for ordinary folk, not for the top end of town. Is, is that all right to say that? I that, think it is. that sounds pretty good to me, John. And yeah, yeah, also, yeah. because we have been pushing the uh, the rally next Saturday, it's um, pretty important mm. too. That the, the whole question of accessibility, which has been going on we've been promised it for years and well ever since you and i have been involved in Uh transport issues is a long time john but we've always been promised 15 years total accessibility it try it's 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 been it's been promised heaven knows how many times kevin it's all going to be sorted and the government's going to get get to it next year and it's all going to be done you know ah dear Uh, and it just seems so hard for them to do um, I, I think I think I think it's a case of you know governments put the money where they think they can get the votes, and uh, they reckon they've got the um, you know they've got a, a lot of communities already tied up, like people who who uh, don't live in a lot of money. They're already they're already going to vote for the left, so they don't have to be um, they don't have to be looked after all that well, and they certainly aren't. I think is the way to put it. So 3CR is one of the organisations which keeps keeps tr- trying to, you know, focus a bit of attention on the needs of ordinary folk. Yep, and we'll get some money out of you as well, John. We're going to we're going to extract you from your wealth. <laughs> yes, <that's> a, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
You want me to do that now? We oh, may as well. We'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll, well, you can you can tell the people on the switch if you like how much you want to give. I don't care, but whatever. But yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, oh well, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it one hundred and twenty dollars. Is that a, is that that's oh. okay? Thank you, John. That's wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Oh, well, don't, no, no, no. Way to put him on the spot, Kevin. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, no, that's oh. right. We, oh, no, we always do that. That's what he's on for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Um, all right, John, and we'll, of course, be talking to you again on the first Wednesday in July. Yeah, we'll be off and running again in July and mm. uh, trying to diagnose the problems and find the solutions mm. on... Ah, all the transport solutions we need, yes. All the transport issues, yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. We're, gu- we're guaranteed to solve them, of course, because uh, governments yeah. listen to us, and as we've shown over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, yeah, well, don't forget you've also got things like housing and all the other wonderful areas you That's cover. Right, which governments also listen to, but incredibly, yeah. <laughs> all right, John, look, thanks okay. for that, and thanks, thanks by the way, over the year for your uh, for your work every month with us. It's great. Oh, okay. oh Kevin, no, it's... Um, it's um, it's it's something that's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yep, and we do it. Okay. Okay. Thanks, John. Thanks Cheers, for your time. Cheers, guys. John McPherson there, our regular commentator, and uh, it's one of the reasons why people should keep to 3CR, really, isn't it? 419 with that nine in front, as I keep saying, the ubiquitous nine. You also mm-hmm. keep saying next Saturday, but it is this Saturday, I believe, right? So the 17th well, is yeah, this coming. Yeah, next Saturday. Well, that, that is next Saturday. Next Saturday is next Saturday. That's the coming Saturday. Yeah, coming Saturday is next Saturday. Next I'm Saturday is the coming Saturday. Whatever. Is. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl, um, Cheryl from Bunyip, fifty dollars. She's given. Good on. Thank you, Cheryl. And there's a notice. She says agrees with everything you've said about Jenny Macklin. That's interesting, isn't it? City limits, Cheryl. Uh, look, thanks, Cheryl, very much indeed. And thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing with us. If people agree with us, we love them, don't we? <laughs> Maybe you. Oh yeah, we know it. If they don't agree with us, we think, oh, why? How? Why do they disagree with something that's so obvious to us? I'm a contrarian. <laughs> it's half my pizzazz. Oh right, okay. That's why you're very the Western Bulldogs, obviously. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say the other half of my pizzazz is 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 the footy losses. So we're on the right track. Great yeah, minds right. or something, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, also, speaking of um, of transport, it's interesting because Tesla over in in America has got a car that has an autopilot. So you whack it on autopilot and it drives itself. They do recommend you keep your hands on the steering wheel and you know keep don't just sort of read the newspaper as you're going along. But a report this week shows that the autopilot cars have been involved in more than 700 crashes since 2019. This is not a lot really for America, but even so. It, uh, but 17 people have been killed in accidents to do with autopilots while they've been on autopilot, um, which shows that maybe there's a bit more work needed to be done about making the autopilot work. Because <clears throat> they are moving toward, you know, we're moving increasingly toward cars running themselves basically well harking back to what you said about uh automation and and minimum wage jobs i think that's already kind of in the works when companies like uber and things like that make it uh, a marketplace uh where people are independent traders with each other um keeping those wages down and also 
Um, job creation. As I was saying, um, how many crushes did you say? 700? Um, more than 700, I think it said, yeah. yeah. Well, more work for the automa- automated mechanic. That's right. The, the car mechanic And the panel shops, beating right? business. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. The mines. Yeah. All those lithium batteries un- don't make themselves, right? The undertakers, the doctors, the nurses. Mm. Yeah, Job creation. That. Yeah, that's right. So that's very good. Yeah, no, another one. It's interesting. Remember that Christine Holgate was in charge of Australia Post at one stage and the Morrison government gave her the flick um, because she gave some watches to people as bonuses and said, if you give them big amounts of money, it's okay, but if you give them a watch, you've got to go. Uh, but anyway, um, so off she went. But now she's running Toll which is the, um, the big road um, trucking company. Mm. And when she was at Australia Post, she totally opposed any plans to privatise because we know that uh, letters, you know, letters have dropped off dramatically, but the, the big profit area at Australia Post now is parcel delivery. And there was a... Um, and you're trying to tell me something. I believe we have a Helen Vandenberg on line one. Oh, okay, we've got Helen on the line. We're going to ring her shortly, but we won't ring her now because she's like us. Helen, we'll, we'll take you before we go on about Christine Holgate. Helen Vandenberg. Helen, morning. Good morning. There's plenty of things happening out west and they wouldn't get heard about if it wasn't for 3CR. <laughs> and I was also thinking because of the loss of local papers, it is extremely difficult for local community groups to get a voice anywhere these days. And consequently, um, the bigger papers in the, you know, in the ABC used to be able to keep tabs on what was going and then they'd contact you when the issue got big enough, right? And that whole um, voice of freedom and community diverse views has been lost with the demolition of those local papers, which has made 3CR's role even more, far, far more important than it was. And it's always been important because, I mean, I've been listening since 1976. And if I didn't listen, I wouldn't know a lot of things that are going on in Melbourne or Victoria. Mm, yeah. And, so, and so at times a national perspective. So I think this is an incredibly um, important service. And so I'd like to thank all the volunteers who keep the station running, whether they come in and do admin work or help put shows on the road like yourselves. Um, there's a lot of time and effort to keep that 3CR going. So thanks to all the volunteers who make sure that these opportunities for free speech are given to us in the community. Right. And I'd like, we'd like to make a don- Josh and I make a donation of $100 and we just wish there were three more zeros after it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can if you like. you <laughs> <laughs> be able to <laughs> Look, Helen, thanks for that. But also, you've just launched another report on something, haven't you? Or we can talk about it in a few weeks, but just briefly, what well, this yeah, one about? We, we launched the Maribyrnong River and Waterways Association. That's the culmination from six weeks of communities collaborating throughout the Maribyrnong catchment. And we finally decided that unless we have a professional body that has a focus on advocacy for our combined needs, we're not going to get what's needed to keep the rivers and creeks healthy or to give the community the amenity they deserve in terms of um, green infrastructure in their local suburbs and across their region. So we're really delighted. And there's a new film 
Um, it's uh, Our website will be up soon. Um, it's a lovely film, according to everybody who's seen it. Um, I'm in it, so I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that's happened is the Steel Creek Infrastructure Corridor, which is what I'm calling the upper part of our Steel Creek Valley, is going to get a second jet fuel line running through it. So now we're going to have two railways, two jet fuel lines, and we have two sets of power lines. And none of these companies do anything about caring for the grassland that they they go through. And it looks an absolutely derelict area, except for the area close to the creek where Melbourne Water's done beautiful planting. So we think it's time that there was a, another look at that area and it was turned in and the grassland underneath all that infrastructure was properly cared for and that Vic Roads ought to put up a barrier so that the trucks stop getting access to the site where the prolific illegal dumping there because Vic Roads won't spend the money to put a proper barrier up. So this is pretty right. interesting. We can talk about that in more detail in a couple of weeks then. We'll get back to you and um, talk about that because it's pretty important. Um, well, it's more very important. Also, we might even have a yarn about the the floodplains and things because that seems to be still oh. in the news. So, um, is it what? There's plenty to talk about, Helen. But uh, look, thanks for your donation, thanks for your for your support, and uh, thanks for telling us how absolutely wonderful we are. Don't stop, my advice. <laughs> I also just wanted to say you were you were coming on to also thank all of the volunteers, but you also volunteer a lot of your time to come on the show and inform listeners with your area of expertise as well. And that's really, really appreciated. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, well, this is the well, thank we, you club, is it? Yeah. And, and of course, Helen's also now, we've just discovered she's also a film star. So, it's, it's, wow. <laughs> I've just been requested to ask you, Helen, as well, if you could stay on the line to, to just get the details for your pledge yeah. as well. Sure. Thank you thank so you much. much. Okay, Bye. thanks, Helen. Helen Vandenberg there, who's a great companion. You're right. I mean, you talk about, Helen tells us about volunteerism, but she's never stops volunteering. She and her husband, Josh, uh, Joss, um, they never stop. They, 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 uh, and they're, they're getting to an advanced age. I think they wouldn't mind me saying that, but the energy they still show is remarkable, I think, in terms of the amount of time they spend on community activity. Not only that, but there's, there's an element of working smarter and, smarter and not harder, which I'm not so great at myself. No. Um, <laughs> working smarter and not harder and connecting yeah. all of those yeah. Maribyrnong waterways under one umbrella association is, yeah. just, is just such a good idea because that's the way that people get to understand these things outside of isolated friends groups. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about that and we'll put that in our show notes yeah. yep. as soon as we get the details. And we've had a donation from another one of our, uh, our regular uh, regulars in... Um, Adjunct Professor Paddy Moriarty from Monash, who's given us $150. So, oh, uh, thank you so much, Paddy. Yeah, I've Paddy. also got one from a certain anonymous person who their house was actually, they're a tenant in the Heritage Listed one uh, in East Brunswick that we spoke about a couple yep. of weeks ago, uh, donated $20. Thank you very much. very much. Thank you very much indeed, yeah. Paddy Moriarty, by the way, is not be, he's going to come on the program in two weeks' time. We're going to have him back on about a couple of things, but he, he has had, a, he's been going through a bit of a health problem, but uh, he's coming on in a couple of weeks to talk to us about a number of things. Uh, of that one in two weeks' time, we're also going to be discussing um, hydrogen with uh, Freya from Friends of the Earth, who wants to talk to us about issues to do with green and other coloured hydrogens and whether it really is 
um, really, really is green. I think that's what she's going to talk about. That's great. Is so that in lieu of? Is this our second? That's is the this is our Friday energy day? Yeah, that's right. The fourth Friday of the month. That's oh, well, that's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> now I'll get back to Christine Holgate. Now, when get she was at Australia Post, she totally opposed their parcel section, which is their big money spinner, from being privatised. Mm. But now she's at Toll. She's saying that in fact it should be privatised, and tolls should have the access to the have access <laughs> to the parcels. Um, so she's completely done a hundred percent backflip from being head of Australia Post, ahead of a company that now has arrived wants to rival Australia Post, and saying that and also take over a lot of things in which Australia Post would lose a hell of a lot of its income. Um, to the um, privatised um, truck and parcel companies. So, and, of course, we know the Liberal government was moving toward that anyway, but um, I hope this Labor government, we hope, and you can't guarantee it with them, uh, they won't privatise it and they'll keep it in public hands. But uh, there is that threat over their heads. Well, let's I hope so. Well, I, I mean, I understand <laughs> considering with the prevalence of internet shopping nowadays, it would be a bloody lucrative business, wouldn't it? Delivering mm. parcels oh, and yeah. Yeah. road freight, right? Yep, it's, uh, it's, it's what's keeping money flowing into Australia Post because we know letters are losing and they keep putting up the price and things, but nonetheless, uh, it's still an important service, particularly for older gigs like me who, uh, who need these things. But anyway, yeah, that's right. Well, well, I don't know. I do need it. The only thing I get in the mail actually are bills, so I suppose we could do without it. That's true. I get mine sent to my email. Oh, I get them sent to my (laughs) mine come in a letterbox. Yeah, they turn up there, and then so do the follow-up ones and the next one and the big threats and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The eviction notices. (laughs) That's right, all that stuff (laughs) turns up. Speaking of um, of great Australians, though, and we all know that she is um, Gina Reinhardt. Mm. Now, poor old Gina is a bit upset because of, well, because of government, really. I mean, this bloody Labor government is doing terrible things to her. We really wish it was, but it isn't. But anyway, she, um, she's, she says um, she's railed against red tape and overlapping approval processes that ran into while developing its Roy Hill mine. And there's about to be <coughs> some, some major legal things coming up, by the way. I won't go into that now, but there's going to be very shortly a whole run of, of cases hitting the court. I think they've booked a couple of, book, couple of rooms because of the number of barristers going to be involved with people suing everyone in all sorts of directions. Include, and there's also, of course, all the evidence to do with her, her family um, all suing each other as well. But anyway, poor old Gina's upset with red tape and all that sort of stuff. And she says that um, she's, well, she, she's said that, that red tape has stalled um, a um, one of her developments based on federal intervention in the gas market, and she's also criticised Labor's industrial relations agenda and the emission reduction policy for heavy industry, better known as the safeguard mechanism. So she doesn't want to have any controls over emissions, and she wants to be able to exploit workers without any industrial relations stuff. And also, other big resource industry players are also concerned about what comes from an overhaul of the Environmental Protection and Biosecurity Conservation Act 
and this and the potential for even greater duplication with state approval processes and in Western Australia about Aboriginal heritage laws that take effect on July 1. The bloody as if these Aboriginal people act as if they own the bloody land. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so, so lots of things are upsetting poor Gina at the moment, and it's it's very upsetting. But a few humble very requests. Upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's. I just thought I'd mention that because um, uh, I think anything to do with her, of course, is is good for this country, including. Uh, the exploitation of workers and the uh, destruction of the environment. It's, uh, um, Kevin, you're making the phone stop ringing. Oh, am I? Nine four one nine eight three double seven. Quick, ring up, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> if you'd like him to shush about Gina, I <laughs> uh, wish. Well, wish we could. Yeah, well. But uh, also overnight, the Queensland uh, government announced its budget for the year. And it's announced the biggest um, excess uh, in in state budget history, thanks to coal. So here we have a government that says, and the, the irony is it says it's going to use the massive money it's making from royalties from the coal industry on greening the state. Now, mm. I don't know about other people, but I can see some sort of contradiction in all that. Greening the state. Greening the state of, well, going toward renewable energies and all the things that they should be doing. But to do it on the back of making more money because you're producing more and more coal seems to me to be something of a contradiction. Is this one of those um, hydrogen puzzles like what we've got at Old Western Port from the Latrobe Valley? What's the, how is it, how is it, is it using the money to then what, plant some trees that might die or, like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that. I'm going to take all that as rhetorical, I think. Uh, or do they I mean, like, greening the state like like um, like banknotes? Well, <laughs> that could well be it. <laughs> that could well be it. But anyway, uh, I just think there's a real irony in there somewhere. But, uh, uh, of course, we, we have it all over the place because uh, we've got We've got governments saying we have to have transmission and we have to have gas as part of the transmission. I heard, uh, I heard, uh, what's his name? The 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 ex the ex chief scientist um, Finkel Finkel um, yesterday um, saying just that that we simply have to have gas as a transmission thing and all that sort of stuff. I mean the biggest the biggest investments we need to make at the moment are transmission lines from where because the 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 wind and solar uh, areas of production um, are not where the coal production was, of course. So the the power lines we have now uh, are not going to where they need to in terms of transmitting the energy from where it's being produced. And uh, and governments, Victorian government has put a bit of money aside and even the federal government did in the budget to some degree. Um, but that's that's where the money needs to go to get that, and it's it's causing some problems because you're getting landholders who where the new lines are going to go near complaining about it, and so there's a, there's all sorts of things need to be resolved. But mm. ultimately, we just need to have a lot more transmission lines from where we're actually producing the energy, and of course. Uh, we might well talk to Paddy Moriarty in a couple of weeks about those sort of issues because they're, they're damn important. Well, we've had a – this is an anonymous donation, but we've had a donation of $500. For an wow. Anonymous. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. 
So, look, that person, whoever it is, um, thank you. Whoever you are. Whoever you are. are, You're much appreciated. We appreciate your appreciation. (laughs) That's a whole five episodes of City Limits, right? $100 per hour, right? That's right. We come real cheap. (laughs) And, And that's that, yeah. Um, so that's that. Anyway, Karina, that's uh, we're getting toward the end of the show. We want to keep. We are. Up I did. I did want. We need people to ring up urgently because I'm sure we haven't got to our our, our target yet. Well, I was also just thinking we do have the added benefit of having a repeat program on a Thursday afternoon. So, if you're listening on Thursday afternoon, it's not too late to call in with your pledge for city limits. Ah, Thursday afternoon. What time are we on Thursday? I believe 12 p.m. Are we? Oh, all right. Okay. I could be wrong, but if you do happen to hear us, 94198377, and every little bit counts. Everything over $2 is tax deductible. So, I mean, I'm not literate with money at all, but that means something to some people. Yeah, yeah. Non-dull bludgers like me. Or people that aren't dole bludging like I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But um, yeah, it's very sad, isn't it, that you're in that state of it, am I? No, it's all good. Um, thank you so much to all of our listeners who have already donated it. Yeah, it's it's the one time of year where Kevin can't complain about oh, we've only got two people listening to us because we get all these names and donations and <laughs> and calls flooding in. Um, and, you know, sometimes the man needs to be humbled. I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a certain clash with Radiothon, as you know, every year. But oh, nonetheless, yeah. nonetheless, it does. I do find it amazing and, and quite wonderful that we obviously have so many listeners, not just to this program, but to 3CR generally, because as I said earlier, many people give to many programs, but also there are people who give to other programs that, uh, you know, they're, they're like there's lots of music programs that uh, people, and I must admit on Sunday nights, I'm a great listener of Nostalgia Unlimited at eight o'clock on Sunday nights. And uh, I'm quite partial uh, to Lazy Wednesday Afternoon, well, which is coming on later. I feel like uh, this was something that was also coming into my mind as I was on my way here. It is an incredibly special place to be a volunteer but also so um, unique as a listening experience that it can quell any sense of homesickness. You know, you can listen on the internet now in in real time if you're ever travelling and feel a little bit lonely, tuning in and hearing familiar voices, talking about local issues, talking about national, international issues even. Um it, there's just there's just something warm about it. There's something real about it, and there's something, yeah. Just it's it's that kind of thing is very hard to come by lately. Um, yeah, yeah, out out in the world, um, and so you know we want to we want to preserve this amazing, diverse, great 
broadcasting organisation that we have. And so many establishment issues that people are asked to donate to. Uh, mm. Much of the money is wasted on all sorts of things, on administration and wages and all sorts of other things. <laughs> Whereas here we live on the smell of an oily. Um, and it. indeed not one cent of what money comes in is, is wasted at 3CR. We have a limited staff. We have enough, you know, staff we need, obviously have to have some full-time staff, but they, I'm sure, aren't paid massively. They're, uh, but they also do magnificent work. Um, I find, you know, as a technical idiot, they're, they're an incredible help to me. That's no question of that. Um, and uh, and also, of course, people who come in and don't get on air, but they do things like reception and um, also other things around the place, helping out. And, uh, you know, incredible number of people who do great things for this station. And, of course, our, as I said, we are a community station and we have listeners who uh, who are part of that community. And thankfully, they feel part of the, part enough of the community or enough part of that community to donate to us and keep us going and make sure this station does stay on air so we can keep doing what we're doing, which hopefully we're doing, we think, we hope we're doing it okay so people do at least get something out of it. That's it. And you're right, it does go both ways as well. It's, you know, it's nice to feel appreciated, but also we, you know, it's as much as you hate asking for money, it is one of those days where it's like, I do feel connected to our listeners and it's just, yeah, it's special. Mm. Yep. All right. We're almost out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we've got to see what's going on. You're <laughs> trying to shut uh, me up? No, I'm not. I've, I've just realised I've got the wrong glasses on to read that clock. 9.58, it says, OK, I've took a while. It's all right. I yes. can put a couple of announcements on. And, uh, yeah, just another big thank you to everybody who's contributed to our Radiothon. Um, either City Limits or, or any, any of our other amazing programs. So thank you very much. And we'll... Talk to you next week on Housing Week. Housing Week next week. And even subtropical rainforests that don't usually burn, we're actually on fire. We have the obligation to care for country. So much forest burnt that around 3 billion animals are either killed or displaced. The more we push back against the colonial apparatus, the more positive change we can have in terms of addressing climate change. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. We're not meant to have anything nuclear in our country. It's really important and urgent that, that Australia gets serious about nuclear disarmament. Well, nobody anywhere on the planet has figured out how to deal with highly radioactive waste. Most of those who've managed nuclear weapons consider this to be the most dangerous time that we've ever lived in, with the danger of nuclear war at unprecedented levels. 3CR. Stay tuned, stay radical. 3CR Radiothon. Show your support during June 2023. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.